Dear friends, happy Divine Mercy Sunday. What is mercy? Is it the same as forgiveness? I heard a great story that I think can help us better understand what mercy is and how it's actually different and greater than forgiveness. So there's a convicted criminal. Uh, let's just call him Barabbas, okay? Barabbas he has no family and friends. He's on death row, and he's suffering from terminal cancer. Now, the governor, he frees him. He, he forgives his crime, so he's free to go, free to leave the prison. But Barabbas, he, he still is dealing with major issues. Uh, nowhere to go, no home, no family and friends. Uh, yeah, and he still uh, has this uh, terrible illness, right? So this, in this scenario, uh, he's forgiven, right? This we could call forgiveness. All right, now imagine the same situation, but this time uh, the governor... He arranges a limousine waiting for Barabbas as he leaves the prison. He's forgiven of his crimes. He's free to go. But only this time, inside the limo is a doctor who has the cure to his cancer. So he administers, administers the cure, and, and Barabbas, he's, he's healed. Okay, but, but not only that, the limousine is going to take this, uh, uh, the limousine is going to take Barabbas to the governor's mansion where he's going to have a room, his own room to live with, live in. The governor is going to adopt him as one of his own children. And he's going to give him a job, a lifetime job in, in his administration. This is mercy. The same is true for us and when we were baptized. The same is true for us whenever we go to sacramental confession. When we receive, yeah, when we go to reconciliation and we receive God's mercy. And I think this is why the sacrament, a confession, is not called the sacrament of forgiveness but the sacrament of reconciliation because not only are we forgiven not only are we healed but our relationship with God is reconciled how beautiful is that does does that sound too good to be true you know the fact that the reality uh, of the mercy shown to Barabbas right it's like the mercy that God has shown to us is even greater than that. So if you find yourself doubting this amazing reality, even just a little bit, yeah, I have good news. Uh, you're in good company, as we see today in as we see in today's gospel with Thomas, who's commonly known as Doubting Thomas. You know, I really feel bad for St. Thomas 
He's obviously a good and holy man. Jesus chose him to be one of the 12, and he is a saint. But he missed just one team meeting. And for the next 2,000 years, he has this nickname that sticks with him, Doubting Thomas. <clears throat> you know, maybe, maybe it wasn't his fault that he wasn't there. Maybe he was legitimately busy. Maybe he was going out and getting lunch for the other disciples. Can you imagine like the hard time that he must have received from, from the other apostles, his brothers. Could imagine you know, just knowing like brothers and how they act with one another and even close friends, how they must have busted his chops for doubting Jesus' resurrection that one time. Uh, putting myself in Thomas' shoes, I, I think I would have reacted the same way. Wait, what? You're telling me Jesus is alive? That's unbelievable. That's too good to be true. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, yeah, we all have had or have doubts with regard to our faith. Maybe different aspects of the faith, different teachings of the church. And sometimes doubts may even occur during Mass, like during consecration, or when we come up to receive communion. Like, can that really be Jesus? Is that really the body and blood of Christ? The truth is that doubting is a part of being human. Now, the saints talk about having battled with with the having doubts and having battled with it. Having doubts from time to time, it doesn't, it doesn't make you a bad person. Thomas doubted. It doesn't make him bad. He was human. Sometimes we may even doubt God's love for us. Can Jesus really love me? I mean, he knows everything about me, the good, the bad, the really ugly can he really still love me, the sinner that I am? Yes. Yes, that's what today is all about, Divine Mercy Sunday. You know, when God's love encounters our sin, his love expresses itself in mercy. God's love is infinitely greater than any sin that we can commit. There's no sin, no matter how big, that when you confess to Jesus, he will not forgive. Jesus is the face of God's mercy. There's, if there's anyone out there who's bought into the lie of the devil that you've sinned too much, that your sin is too big for God to forgive, it's a lie from the depths of hell. And Jesus descended into hell and defeated death. And he rose for you. He rose to save you. There's no sin that we have to keep in the darkness. Bring it to the light of Jesus in confession. Trust that the same Jesus that looked at doubting Thomas is going to look at you and say, I forgive you. I love you. 
I'm very fond of you. I died and I rose for you. If you need, if there's anyone here who needs to go to confession, please don't walk, but run, because he's there waiting for you. Allow God in his divine mercy to make you whole again and be filled with God's love and peace. Let's confidently and completely trust in God. Yes, we may have our moments of doubt from time to time, but God doesn't want us to remain in that dark space of uncertainty. God wants us to trust in Him. And that's why on the image of divine mercy, Jesus had St. Faustina paint the words, Jesus, I trust in you. Let's pray that prayer often and with great love. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus is the face of God's mercy. In a few minutes, when we see the Eucharist being elevated, a most fitting prayer would be, Jesus, I trust in you.